0: Hey everyone, I'm Maddie and I'm Emma and we're the Huga girls Huga, in short is the pursuit of everyday happiness Each Monday we give
1: you the tools to build your happiness toolkit through discussing topics related to social media health and wellness Pursuing your passions and so much more. Welcome to the Huga girls podcast if today is the best or the worst day of the year it being the 26th of December the day after Christmas what are
0: your what are your thoughts I think mm, I don't think it's the absolute best or the absolute worst I feel like you're riding the Christmas high so it's probably one of the better days but then you're also riding the post-Christmas low for the first time I know but I still it's a catch 22 my my motto is to keep riding the high as long as you can because New Year's is coming up so the holiday season fun is not over yet, right?
1: I guess, yeah, I guess that's a good way of saying it. And there is a new episode of your favorite podcast out today, which so makes how could you have just the just a day little of bit better. Yes. Exactly. So hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Hooga Girls podcast. Welcome. Welcome if you are new, um, if you don't know our voices, I'm Maddie. And I am Emma. Yeah, and that is, that's that on that. And we are so excited to be back with you with another episode. Honestly, I, I'm i not going to speak for you, Emma, but I, I think our episodes just keep getting better and better, and our guests keep getting better and better, and this was by far one of our most informational yet insightful episodes I feel like we've had to date. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, 100%. Definitely each guest brings something different, and we absolutely love everyone we get to talk to, and it's special for us. We know that it's special for you guys too, and we thank you guys so much for listening every week because there's obviously a range of guests, but Really, each one does bring something of value, which is exactly what, why we want to have them on and why we're so thankful to get to talk to such awesome people. But today was such a good episode, especially if you are a woman listening to this. We yes. talked so much just about like what it means to be a woman living in a woman's body, more or less, and specifically from a health perspective at that, I'm talking about individuality with women's health and not looking at it as this scale of like a one size fits all in terms of like how to handle different things going on in your body so we're gonna dive all into that today it was amazing
1: Yes, and I'm I'm so excited. But before we do dive into everything women's health-related, um, we're going to do an Ask the Girls question, which honestly, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little biased when we chose this question um, because when you guys are listening to this, I'm currently home for the holidays, um, and Emma is also currently home for the holidays. So that means that we had to pack, and we had to uh, be efficient in doing so. For today's Ask the Girls question, you guys asked, Any tips for packing efficiently? So Emma, I want to hear your tips. Your tips and tricks. Because when we're recording this, I haven't packed yet. So I'm excited to soak it all up in like an information sponge.
0: Yes. Yes, I do. me and Maddie both love traveling. So I think over the years, we've gotten a little bit more acquainted with how to pack efficiently. So... My biggest thing is packing cubes. I think that is something that has really changed the game for me. So you can just Google packing cubes. I'm sure most of you probably know what they are. They're basically glorified Ziploc bags or zip up bags for your clothes. I don't see. Yeah, and you can use them for whatever. I actually use one of them to transport my makeup like pretty much on a daily basis. If I'm just like, oh, I want to do my makeup on my desk, I'll like throw them in a packing cube and bring it over to my desk. But especially for long-term packing or even just a short trip if you're going to be using a suitcase a duffel packing cubes are a way to organize things without because what happens when you pack is you just end up being like hey here's my six shirts and my three pairs of pants you just throw it all in and packing cubes you can be like okay i'm gonna make a cube that's just like bathing suits and bathing suits especially if you're going somewhere warm and you're going to be using bathing suits packing cubes like literally will change your life for bathing suit packing specifically because bathing suits are so, like, they're small, but they're, like, not compact. Like, you can't fold them up like a tank top or something. It just gets so much more difficult. Um, So, that is my tip for packing efficiently is packing cubes. Do not regret them. Get them on Amazon. Get a little set of them, and they will change your life.
1: I love that. I'm really excited about packing honestly, because I have new packing cubes and I think it's just fun. It makes packing
2: more, it does. More enjoyable. You can
1: get little fun ones
0: too. So then you're like, Oh, you know, my, my bras are in the pink bag and my, my undies are in the blue bag. How fun. You're excited. (laughs) It's,
1: it's a good time. I agree with that. And I, I really like that tip. Um, I'm really excited to pack when we're recording this. I'm packing either tonight or tomorrow morning because I leave to go home tomorrow. Um, And I am just really excited to use my packing cubes. But I think my tip would be for packing efficiently, it depends obviously on where you're going and like what the occasion is. It's very different if you're packing for like a birthday trip or a bachelorette party or something that is a little bit more like colorful But if you're not, my biggest tip is to pack more of like a capsule neutral wardrobe. And that's because then you can pair so many different things together. So I think about it like when I'm going home or when I'm going to Europe in February for a couple weeks, I'm going to be packing to carry on. That's just my personal preference. I... I guess I have control issues. I don't like not knowing where my luggage is. It stresses me it's out. It's
0: stressful. And it like nine times yeah. out of ten, it usually is okay. But then that one time out of ten that it's not okay, it just screws everything exactly. up. Exactly. sucks. Yep. I,
1: I don't like it. And also, it's just a pain to like lug around a big suitcase. So I am very much a carry-on gal. But with that being said, especially living in a colder climate and typically traveling to cooler places, um, it makes it more challenging to pack that way. And so what I found doing is grabbing a pair of jeans, for example, a pair of like black or brown leather pants, maybe a skirt and some tights, whether that be, I think I'm going to bring my leather skirt when I go home. And then like a couple of different jackets or jackets or turtlenecks or whatever it may be that you can mix and match. So say you have like the pair of jeans, you have the leather faux leather skirt, and you have the faux leather pants or trousers or whatever it may be and then you have one sweater you can wear that sweater with any of those things or if you have like a faux leather jacket you can throw that on over your sweater with your pants or you can button it up put it on with the faux leather skirt and make yourself look like more of a going out on the town outfit you know I just think that it's a really easy way to mismatch Blacks, browns, creams, tans. I know that that's all really trendy right now, but honestly, that's just been—it's my practical, experience. I yeah. feel like it's—it's it's practical and it makes it the most efficient. And then that way, you know, if you want to bring a fun scarf or something, typically that's not taking up a ton of room. Or worse comes to worst, you wear it through the airport, you know. Yeah, sometimes, and that's an you, easy gotta, way to sometimes you gotta kind of spice up the outfit
0: dress. You sometimes you gotta physically wear to the airport if you're flying like your bulkier items because it's just not going to work any other way and you, you made a good point oh, yes. when winter packing is a different ball game
1: oh it's awful 100 yep.
0: percent. so you gotta like pick one sweatshirt and like one jacket put one of them in and wear one of them or wear both of them and just take it off because yep oh my god it gets so difficult but thank you guys for asking about that hopefully you guys have some fun travel plans for 2023 Oh, my God. It's crazy to say. That's crazy that you I know you're Maddie's saying, going yeah. to Barcelona. I've never personally been to Europe. So it is my goal in 2023 to get to Europe. So hopefully um, that will come true for me. I'm interested in going to Spain and Portugal. But honestly, like Greece, Italy, anything sounds so amazing. So go to Lisbon. Liz- go to Lisbon. I it's know. My, my favorite place on the, yeah, face of the really planet. Yeah, I really want to do like Spain and Portugal because I, I, and most of you guys know this, I've learned Spanish. So, like, I naturally gravitate towards like, I want to go, you know, use my Spanish and like Spain. And even though Spain Spanish is like a little bit different than the Spanish I've learned because I've learned Hispanic Spanish. But I don't know. I think it would be really cool. I love to travel and be able to use the language in an organic way. But I've also never been to a country where I like, I was thinking about this. I've never been to a country where I don't know the language because. I've been to Mexico oh. and I know Spanish, and I like been to Costa Rica and I know Spanish. And then like, I went to the Bahamas, but it was at, like an American resort. So I'm like, I literally have yeah. not been to a country where I don't speak the language that's native to that country.
1: I will say it's kind of challenging, and you need to. Oh, I'm
0: sure. At I'm least sure. A I'm going phrases going
1: into <laughs> it. Yeah. No, I. I grew up um, not speaking another language and then when I was in high school I decided to take French and by no means even remotely conversational in French anymore. I used to be when I was in high school but I've lost it. If you don't use it, you lose it. But I remember when I was at, um, I was in Paris with my mom this time last year and we were going to the airport and our Uber driver literally did not speak a single speck of English which is totally okay. Like we're in his, in his country, country yeah. you know, but he was trying to ask us which gate we were going to and like what airline we were flying um, would kind of be like the equivalent of in the U.S. And we were going to um, we were going to gate E, I think it was. Yeah. And I, I I, was trying to understand what he was asking me. And as soon as I got, I was like, OK, we're going to gate E. And so I told him I was like, eh, because it's A B C D E, And so E eh is E. And my mom was like, we're not going to A. We're going to E. We're going to E. And, like, the man was so frustrated like, no, with eh. us. And I was like, eh. I was like, no. I, I know what I'm saying. And I was trying to apologize to him. But he was getting frustrated because, obviously, like, my French wasn't amazing either. But I knew what I was trying to say. But my point being... We were in a spot where we didn't have any cell service to use, like, Google Translate or anything like that. So, like, your literal,
0: like, alphabet French level? Yes. Like, my alphabet
1: French level is, like, what carried me through. So, that being said, yes, you will be humbled, but also, like, knowing basic phrases and even just, like, things that you wouldn't think about. Like, if you have an Uber driver who's taking you to the airport, if they're going to ask you, like, what airline you're flying or whatever, like, already have that pulled up. So, you can even show it to them in their language is...
0: Just kiss, Spanish and amazing tip. Sorry, I did not. No, that's uh, yep. like e. So if you were wanting to say e, in Spanish you say e, and then if you were wanting to say i, you say e. So yep, like if you're like, yeah, you get the point. But a similar thing where you can kind of mess yourself up really quickly. But yeah, let us know what travels you have planned for 2023. Let us know on our Instagram at um, Hookah Girls Podcast. We'd love to chat about it or see so you guys tagged in some photos especially if you go to like Denmark or a Scandinavian country where hygge is a big thing we would love to see um some hygge some real hygge we would love- you know hygge is real everywhere but you know in the in culture that you know hygge has originated from which is in Denmark and the Scandinavian culture that would be so cool to find some hygge in the actual native birth environment yes. of such a wonderful thing um but let, let's get into our guest for today. Yes, let's chat about
1: today's episode. So today we hosted Sadie Taylor, otherwise known as at Sadie Tay on TikTok, or you may know her from Instagram. It's at Holistic Kippy Co. Um, she's an integrative nutrition health coach who specializes in women's health hormones and gut health. So any any chance you can guess what we talked about in today's episode? I can't guess, Maddie. I, I, I don't women's it. health hormones and gut health. No, I I... Well, I'll spell it out for you. Okay. But twist, my, twist my arm. Um, we discussed all things hormones. So we talked about hormone deficiencies and hormonal birth control. That was a really popular question um, that I know has been trending on TikTok. A lot of people have been like, I got off birth control. Like, this is what it did for me. So we asked her about that. We talked about cycle sinking, adrenal fatigue. We mentioned, um, you know, household products that she may not be a fan of because of the toxins that they release, um, ways of, you know – healing your gut and signs that you may need to hear it. We kind of covered everything on the spectrum. um, But I did want to give the disclaimer before we jump into today's episode. So just from a personal standpoint, this is something that Emma and I decided we wanted to make very apparent diving into today's episode um everyone and Sadie discusses this too as well um everyone is so bio-individual and it is not like Mo was saying at the beginning of this episode it is not one size fits all um and just because you hear something in this episode that resonates with you doesn't necessarily mean you have that specific thing or syndrome or disease or whatever it may be just like if you go on TikTok and you see someone who's trying to diagnose you with something At the end of the day, you're your own person. Please consult your doctor if you feel like anything discussed in today's episode could apply to you. Um, That being said, Sadie's not a certified doctor, and this episode is being recorded in an effort to bring zero cost to educating females about their bodies. Um, We know that seeing a naturopath, holistic health coach, nutritionist, Kind of anything within that realm can be really expensive so we went to host someone who could share their experience and their knowledge but at the end of the day take what resonates leaves what leave what doesn't and we just hope that you enjoyed this episode
0: Yes, absolutely thank you for sharing that Maddie we do yeah we just want to emphasize that this isn't professional advice from your doctor but this is from a certified again integrative, nutrition health coach and she has so many great things to share from her training her schooling and just her personal experience being a health coach Um and really this is just such a great look at women's health overall and for free which is awesome there's like great information yeah. in here so we're so excited for you guys to hear this episode and to hopefully gain something from it and just learn I we say this a few times but just like not to be gaslit in regards to your health and how you're feeling because you know your body the best So we're excited for you guys to yep. dive into your body a little bit more with this episode So thank you to sadie so much for being on and let's get into it. Welcome sadie. Welcome to hugo girls podcast We're so excited to have you on today
2: Thank you so much. I'm so excited.
0: We're so excited to chat about all things holistic health. Can you, just starting from the beginning of your journey, can you give us a little bit of your personal background, just a little bit about you as a person, and then how that involved into you getting into holistic health and a little bit about what you do and your qualifications?
2: Yes, I can. So, I so I'm a holistic health coach, and I actually got started in holistic health about three years ago, so twenty nineteen. And just to preface, like I'm from Oklahoma. We don't talk about health here. Like I don't know about anyone else in the <laughs> south, but like we eat greasy food, fried food, people whose essential oils are weird, like stuff like that is just not <laughs> a thing here. Um, like I'm pretty sure I ate hot pockets every day in high school. So just to, to like give
0: yeah preference. we're from South Carolina we we live a lot in that yep. culture too. we get it
2: <laughs> you understand um so this takes back to when I was in living in Austin in 2019 I was interning there for a church and doing finishing up school and I um got really sick and started having all these like really crazy health problems like out of nowhere I was always relatively healthy healthy um by my standard and doctors, like I was seeing a doctor for a year from like twenty nineteen to twenty twenty, and they were doing all these tests. Like they were literally testing me for cancer and for lupus, and all these things were happening. At one point, I literally got hospitalized because I was so like mentally sick and depressed, and I oh, wow. literally like I felt like I was falling apart, like mentally, physically, emotionally. Like I could barely walk upstairs without like blacking out and oh my getting gosh. sick. It was really scary. And being, what, 21, 22 at the time, I was like, like, I should be
0: chilling right now. And I am not chilling.
2: (laughs) I am not thriving. And I remember I remember what at one specific point, actually, when I was in the hospital, I told the doctor, I was like, something is wrong with my hormones. Like, I know my body, like, I've never had health issues. And he literally, like, audibly laughed in my face. And he was (sighs) like, you're 21 years old. There's nothing wrong with you. And literally, like, totally wrote me off. And he was like, "Here's, here's these antidepressants. Like, you're gonna take this and go home." Oh, and they thought it
0: was all mental health related.
2: hmm They wow. thought it was all literally all depression, which is like, crazy. I guess,
0: good for them for acknowledging the severity of mental health, but also like weird for them to literally laugh in your face over what you were listening to your body about. That's crazy.
2: Well, and they were like, they were like, "Well, you'll we'll never figure out what's wrong with you." And I was like. I'm oh, 21. Like, that's so good to know. <laughs> like, cool, 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 cool. Um, and after that, I mean, and not to say like the medicine didn't help. It did. It helped in that aspect. But I was like, you know what? I'm so stubborn as a person. I'm going to figure out for myself. And ironically, someone brought over <laughs> essential oils to me and they're like, these, I think I had a cold. It wasn't like for depression or anything. Like I had a cold and she was like, use this. And I was like, that's like, witchcraft like what is that <laughs> like genuinely <laughs> yeah. I, had, I don't know if y'all use them but I had no idea what that was and it made me feel better and I was like what what is this what did you use and that like opened the floodgate of holistic health for me and I um got really passionate about it and that led me to low toxic living and like cutting out toxins which I'm sure we'll talk about um and that brought me into diet and lifestyle and changing all that and then I found a naturopath and started like really healing my body through supplements and like whole body healing, which that's what holistic health is, is whole body healing. And it totally changed my life. Like that's the long story short, but totally changed my life. And I was like, I want to do that for other people. And I looked into becoming a naturopath, but that's like 10 years of school, which (laughs) maybe one day, but I got into a school um, that taught me how to be a health coach. So officially I'm an integrative nutrition health coach and I specialize in women's health and their hormones. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: and first of all, thank you so much for sharing all of that and I feel like your story probably in 2019 when you were in the hospital and you were saying, "Hey, something's wrong with my hormones." And the doctor's saying, "Okay, that's not true." Laughing in your face. I feel like there's more and more talk around this happening. And I feel like so many more people on TikTok, so many people just in Im- like day-to-day life are talking and they're realizing like okay women are complicated and their bodies are not the same as men's bodies and I feel like a lot of the reason that we are kind of laughed at like why the doctor could have potentially laughed at you is because I mean really up until the 90s women were just seen as men with different reproductive organs and that's that's what it was at the end of the day and so there wasn't a lot of knowledge on hormones and so I want to backtrack to when you were in the hospital and you were saying something's wrong with me something's off with my hormones what did that look like for you like what were your symptoms of hormone imbalance or deficiency and how did you know in your gut you know that's what it was
2: for me personally I just it's kind of people always like how do you know your body and I'm like I'm just in tune I'm very present with my body but yeah, I um, I guess I never said what I what was actually wrong with me. I, I come to find out after seeing a naturopath, I just had adrenal fatigue, like really, really bad adrenal fatigue. Oh wow! And I um, just like like I said, I was really fatigued. I wasn't getting sleep. I was so depressed. Like, and that's something I had never personally struggled with up until twenty one very anxious um I would get dizzy I couldn't eat like I was always bloated had digestive issues like it was kind of like I literally had a whole notes full of issues with me and doctors were like nothing like we're not gonna figure out your hopeless clause. (laughs) you know yeah and
1: oh absolutely literally
2: and then the naturopath and she when I went to her she literally told me in 10 minutes what was wrong with me and I was holding my chart like she didn't see anything like she's not like it's not like she just guessed they do it's a certain like test they do but and I was like you listen to me in 10 minutes what doctors couldn't figure out in two years so does that answer your question a little bit
1: yeah absolutely it does
2: and I also think
1: just as someone who could also have these symptoms of like things that could potentially be adrenal fatigue hormone deficiency whatever it may be are there specific symptoms that you've seen both in your personal life as well as working with clients day in and day out that are kind of like surefire signs of a hormone imbalance or is it just kind of individual and like you said being in tune with your body
2: it's definitely very individual and I think it's I should probably note too like It is so important to understand that hormonal imbalances, the symptoms can mimic each other. So you could have really high cortisol or you could have PCOS and they have the same symptoms. So they all kind of have very similar symptoms and some of those right off the bat can look like, you know, really bad gut issues, high stress, well not stress, fatigue, um, a low libido. You could have like really intense sugar cravings. That's a really big one. Um, Sometimes it can look like, like food deficiencies and mineral deficiencies um extra weight around your midsection acne like I have a long running list but yeah there's a lot it sounds like
0: it's definitely something worth looking at no matter what experience you're having especially as women we have so many complicated experiences I know like my sister struggled with acne and something that she's recommended a lot is birth control. And back when I was her age, she's a little bit younger. She's like 18. Sorry, I'm not trying to expose her for acne. But we kind of, uh, most people, not everyone, but a lot of people go through that um, at different stages in their life. But a lot of times in that like puberty area and then once you start getting closer to your 20s or something, you're like, okay, I really just need this to go away. And that's kind of what came up for me. So what has helped my acne and my cramping and just... My experience overall as a woman is getting on a hormonal birth control. However, I know that that also comes with its own side effects and its own probably list of issues as well. And it's hard because I feel like there's no perfect solution. But I would love to hear just as the expert what you think about hormonal birth control, how like maybe like The reasons for it, but the reasons not for it as well, because I feel like there's a lot of information. And I know, like, I'm someone who personally, hormonal birth control helped me with issues I was having, but you're not often told about maybe the other things that it could be hurting. And my sister's actually, you know, having so many issues with acne to the point where like her only solution seems to be doing something hormonal. So you can, can you kind of attest to that? Because birth control is very, very popular. It's a hot topic, topic. yeah.
2: It's such a hot topic, and I think it's a really good question, Emma. I love how you are like, well, it worked for me, but my sister, you know, Um, because it really is such a bio-individual thing, and people hate when I tell them that because they're like, well, tell me what I need, and I'm like, well, first of all, I can't personally, but... I'm
1: not you. Yeah,
2: (laughs) but I think that it, right now, it is such a buzzword and such a hot topic, and I love that women are becoming more educated on it, because I think a lot of times that doctors do use it as a band-aid and to cover up symptoms of things and instead of getting to the root of the problem and healing it and that's not to say that's for everyone you know um and I have women who come to me all the time like strangers I've never met from tiktok or instagram and they're like I saw your video about birth control and I went off of it and I feel so much better and I'm like I hope you talk to your doctor and like you didn't just do it like from a tiktok but like first of all <laughs> um, that is something that I yep.
0: see though of people getting off of birth control and feeling like even just mental health let's take out the physical aspect of periods that are awful um and birth control and stuff that can be bad but people are just like my I feel like clearer like I didn't realize I was foggy until I got off of birth control but I'm someone that's I'm honestly like scared because I've been on it for four years and it does help me in positive ways that I even forget like what I was like before and I don't know if it would I'm almost afraid to get off of it at this point but I love what you said it is bio-individual
2: Well, and I feel like, too, like, no one knows your body better than you do. Mm -hmm. So, and it it does, like, it really does take a long time. For some people, they can bounce back like this coming off of it. And other people, like, it takes them a long time to adjust. And that's so hard for women's bodies, especially if you've been on it since you're 12 and you're 22, you know. Um, And I feel like there's such a, you know, me being holistic, like, loving natural things. There is, a lot of people track their cycle with, like, the basal I always say it wrong it's that thermometer that they do and that's like a natural way to do it and I've seen a lot of women like go off of birth control and do that and then end up getting pregnant and that was not their like intention um and I'll just say like yep. I will preface and say that like your cycle has to be very very regular to, for that to be effective at all like so natural anyone...
0: birth control
2: yeah mm-hmm. so if anyone's like debating that just yep. know like it's not like just be safe it's it's a
1: possibility Mm -hmm. you could you could end up with a kid um and i think that also something going off of that that is so, I guess, trendy for lack of better words right now is cycle syncing and how it can positively affect your hormones. And for our listeners out there who don't understand cycle syncing, um, would love to hear you talk on that specifically and like what it is. But also, is it possible to cycle sync if you're on hormonal birth control, if you potentially have like Nexplanon or something like that, or if you don't happen to have a period right now because of, you know, infertility or stress or whatever it may be, or is it really just You can only cycle sync like you were saying if you have a normal menstrual
2: cycle. So definitely good question. I, from what I personally know that if you are on hormonal birth control or if you don't have a period, which first of all, like if you're not getting, like you say you just like lost your period and in your 20s, 30s, whatever, that is something to definitely go talk to your doctor about because it can actually be caused by something pretty serious. Um, I mean, it could be causes like, as something as simple as your diet and over-exercising, or it could be something from like PCOS or, you know, something more serious. So if you're listening and you're not having periods, like please go to your doctor. Um, But from what I personally know, no, you can't technically cycle sync if you're on, if you're not having a period and you're not having a normal cycle, which you don't really have that on birth control. But all cycle syncing is, is aligning your body, your diet and lifestyle to your body's like natural cycle. Um, so if, if anyone doesn't know, I didn't know this until like two years ago. Um, but your body, you know, women's bodies run on four different cycles, like your menstrual, follicular, ovulation, luteal phase. And, um, basically we're like i always explain it to, pe- to people like women follow the sun the cycle of the i mean the cycle of the moon and men follow the cycle of the sun does that kind of make sense um so, so especially yeah. i remember it so it's super simple um to cycle sync because the best i actually saw this today they're like to cycle sync effectively think of each cycle as a different season in the year have you guys ever heard that
1: hmm Yep. Like how, how your menstrual phase you should, that's like your inner winter. And so you want to be more like inwards with yourself, like take care of yourself, not as social versus maybe like in your ov- ovulation phase, um, you would want to be more social and that's your time to, you know, be a little bit more spontaneous or make those decisions or, you know, you feel a little bit sexy, you feel a little bit better about yourself. And I love that. I think that that's a really great way of describing it.
2: Well, and two, I love, I, I've i seen a lot of people talk about this and make videos and I love it so much. But I think too, at the end of the day, like we can follow all these rules and all these trends, but no one knows your body like you do. You don't have to follow it like an agenda or like a schedule. Like it's about listening to your individual body to, 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 yeah. to make it the most effective or efficient. Yeah, yeah that's so cool.
0: I've seen syncing kind of come up more recently. This is something that I, I know you said in the past two years you're a good bit ahead of me, which makes sense because of your background, but this is something I've only heard about in the past like couple of months. And like I was saying, I was on birth control, but I still think even being on birth control, you still have that not Like you have, I, I'm on a birth control where I have a period still. And so, you know, I do find myself kind of wanting to treat my body a little bit softer and nicer during my period time and just really listening because we are part of. A big universe and part of a big world and like we kind of have to ebb and flow with that and we think of I sometimes I think we all think of the world as like something that exists and then like humans is something that exists but it's so interconnected um, and then kind of switching past a little bit I know we wanted to ask you about cortisol and you mentioned that earlier so can you give us a quick synopsis just what of cortisol is if people are listening and they're not familiar with its role in the body and Give us maybe some simple ways to lower our cortisol levels. Let us know why we should have lower cortisol levels and just how that plays into holistic health as a whole
2: so cortisol is is a stress is a sorry cortisol is a hormone that is released when your body is stressed it helps it manage stress so cortisol isn't necessarily a bad thing it just becomes a problem when you have chronic stress which i would say 98 percent of people in america do actually Um, it's an
0: issue for everyone even though it doesn't
2: have to be no literally um so yeah so definitely it's a stress hormone that helps like help your body handle stress um honestly unless so I will say like cortisol can high cortisol I always say this because I had that a video go viral and people just went for my throat so I feel like I have to say this just because like I said earlier like hormonal imbalances can be very simple fixes, but it's also so complicated and it can be caused by something so much more serious. So please go get your levels checked if you think something is high or low, even if it's as simple as I'm stressed, because especially with cortisol, it can be like really serious and not to scare people, but just so you're aware um, but for most, yeah, most people, you—it's caused by stress and diet and lifestyle. But um, it's really actually pretty s- simple. <laughs> I don't want to say simple, but it's it, the steps to lower it are very simple and attainable. Um, so your cortisol for most people, for most people, are highest in the morning, and so that's why, like, I don't know if you guys have seen me say or other people say, you don't want to eat or have coffee on an empty stomach, you want to eat breakfast before because caffeine raises cortisol. So it makes it spike. But not only that, when your body is in high stress and this fight or flight mode all the time, your digestive system shuts down. Hence people have start having gut issues, then hormonal issues. Like it's just like a continuous cycle. So it's, so yep. it's really important when you wake up to have a really like pat, like impactful nutrient dense breakfast. So that looks like, I always tell people, include like a fat, a protein, and an unrefined carb, and eat if you can within 30 minutes to an hour of waking up. Super simple. A lot of people will wake up and be really nauseous and not want to eat, and that's a really big indicator that your body is running on stress hormones. So just so you know, I get that question all the time.
0: that's so interesting. And I always heard, like, don't have, I've heard before, like, not having coffee when you wake up, but there's so many no one tells you why why. I'm just like okay like maybe it just makes you jittery but yeah it's all there's so much more like science behind that which is so interesting
1: I think that sometimes that lack of education if you will is what allows people to not be in tune with themselves and so I'm going to backtrack us all the way back to the beginning of the episode the beginning of your story when it comes to holistic health when you were in the hospital and the whole cause of everything was adrenal fatigue Now, for our listeners who don't know what that is, do you mind walking us through what adrenal fatigue is? And then what were your steps to combating it once you realized, okay, this is... What's going
2: on? Yeah. Um, well, I think too it's important to know like that some doctors I've I've just experienced this with my own clients. They'll go to their doctor and they'll be like, I have adrenal fatigue and doctors will be like, That's not a thing. So just understand like <laughs> it definitely is. Um, and it's it's also known as HPA axis dysfunction, but like who wants to know that Adrenal
0: fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: but <laughs> literally but doctors recognize that over i don't know why that's just it's kind of weird um don't but if let, you don't let know your
0: doctors gaslight you
2: literally like <laughs> fight for yourself um no but adrenal fatigue is so your adrenals are deaf are glands in your body that help regulate your response response to sh- stress so when you're overly stressed and you have high cortisol pumping like pumping in your body your adrenal glands essentially like weaken and just become taxed and can't do their job so that's how I get to adrenal fatigue um a lot of symptoms of that kind of go back to like if you're really anxious depressed very like hence fatigued you're not sleeping um Because your adrenals are like help with your metabolism, your energy function, your sex drive, your mood, your digestion. Like these little glands like do so much. I sound like such a nerd. Like I promise I don't talk like this to normal, like real life. No, this is great. (laughs) This is why you're here. Yeah. Um, So they're responsible for so much in your body. So when that's taxed from chronic stress, like it just shuts down. In my experience, I was working with a naturopath at the time. And she put me on this protocol, like where she was like, I want you to limit like sugars, not all sugar, like refined processed sugars, refined carbs, processed foods. And she really brought me back to this like style of whole food eating, you know, implementing like grass fed beef and like pasteurized chicken, like going back to like probably what more and more people are going back to now, like organic dairy, sourdough, stuff like that. So, we really, I never, didn't really go on a diet. Um, personally don't even make my clients go on diets, but we, and we just went back to like really basic eating. That's like nourishing your body. She put me on different supplements that I wasn't on for that long. I mean, every, everyone's different. Um, but another really simple thing she did that helped like surprisingly is she made me do these detox baths. Have you guys ever taken one with like Epsom salt, baking soda. Epsom salt,
1: and yep, yep. Oh, wow. All this stuff. But for our listeners who don't know, walk us through that. So,
2: okay, so detox baths basically just help, like, get your lymphatic system, like, going and draining, and it's just, you do Epsom salt. You can look up recipes on, like, Pinterest or Google them, but you do Epsom salt, baking soda, apple cider vinegar. Some people do essential oils in there and do it, like, one or two times a week. I'm telling you, they're a game changer. (laughs)
0: literally. So I've done baths yeah. with Epsom salt before. I have a big lavender Epsom salt sitting on the side of my bathtub right now, but I've never tried like the whole concoction that you were referring to. So I'll, I'll have to look into more about that because I personally love baths and I, I guess I use Epsom salt before more for just like, I've heard it helps your muscles relax. So if I feel like really tight, you know, a bath just feels good in general and then you add the Epsom salt in there, but definitely more focused on the l- lymphatic and getting out all the, all the crap out physically and kind of mentally. all the toxins. Yeah, the toxins, mm-hmm. yes. Oh my gosh, I wanted to ask one thing, to you that you mentioned about something that's toxic that I feel like is very popular in everyone's homes and might be a little bit
2: of a oh controversial. A controversial I know you are going with
0: this. Um, but we just, I just really wanted you to be able to share your opinion on this because again, rooting back to the education of it's better to know and then make a personal choice than to like not know and then have no choice, right? Um, So I want to ask you about your opinion on candles and yes, we're just talking about like those cute little better homes and gardens candles that just you prop up in your home, your Yankee candles, um, but kind of your opinion on those and maybe the effects that we could be, they could be having that we don't know about.
2: I think that's. This is definitely one question. This one topic that people get their feelings so hurt about too. And I was... yeah, this
0: isn't to come for anyone.
2: Yeah, like, it's yeah. just my experience and what I have personally done, and I feel like when people see holistic health, they're like, oh, I have to, like, go zero to 100, and guys, I've, I've been doing this for three years, and I'm still switching out stuff in my home, so it's it's a forever, lifelong journey. Um, candles were actually one of the first things I got rid of because I first learned about fragrance, which I'm, maybe you've heard about, um, and for your listeners who may have not, may have, but fragrance stuff, is. the the ingredient and fragrance in candles can be full of hundreds dozens of chemicals that are known endocrine disruptors which they basically just disrupt your hormonal system and or your hormones and they also a lot of them have like formaldehyde in them and other known carcinogens which are most like bath and body like not to name drop but like most big name candles have stuff like that in it and they definitely like you're and i've in two when you're burning candles like that it's like the equivalent to smoking a cigarette on your lungs and on your body
0: which is crazy because we use it as a form of relaxation like i know maddie loves her candles i love my candles too um and you think of it as a good something, candle yeah there's obviously that mental and physical aspect but in terms of like a mental health thing i feel like candles are so nice to like prop up and like have the light and have the smell and you think that it's relaxing you were actually could be hurting for you could you explain maybe a solution to that are there candles that are better options than those like name brand ones or how like how do you know what to look for if you're like really passionate about having candles
2: I would definitely say like for me personally I switched to essential oils and diffusers and for people who are like who were like me like two years ago and they're like I don't want to do that they can do um, I know soy candles can be a lot better or even Buying Like here, I know someone, obviously I'm not in the same state as y'all locally, who makes them with like essential oils and very low fragrance, but they smell so good still. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't put as toxic ingredients. So I would say maybe buying local, buying soy candles or buying ones with very minimal fragrance in them. And two, at the end of the day, like, if it's something that helps relax you and puts your mind at ease, like, don't feel like you have to get rid of it because, I mean, I feel like I'm contradicting myself, but just because it's popular to be low toxic doesn't mean you have to do it, you know?
1: Yep. Yeah. Knowing what works for your lifestyle and what's best for you. And I I think that it's also something that is bio individual like you were saying before I know for me just from a personal standpoint I have been getting terrible headaches and it's gotten to the point where I'm going to see a naturopath about it as well as a slew of other things and without diving into the nitty-gritty of it one of the first things that she asked me was how often do you burn candles and I was like I burn candles every day I have a candle going over there I have a candle in my bathroom like I live in a 400 square foot apartment and I probably have six candles going as I work from home all day (laughs) yep and that was the first thing that she asked me. And while I haven't gotten to a point where she's been like, you need to cut every single thing out, it definitely has made me more hyper aware of, okay, the days that I don't burn candles, I don't get headaches. And it's one of those things where it could be someone next door to me who burns 17 candles a day and they've never experienced a headache in their life. I think that it is very individual, but it all goes back to kind of living your holistic healthy lifestyle that works for you as the own individual person that you are. Um, and you discuss a lot on socials, um, being metabolically healthy. And I think that that goes hand in hand with holistic health. Um, if you don't mind answering, what does it mean to be metabolically healthy and what really is a pro metabolic lifestyle?
2: So being meta- this is another hot topic actually. Your metabolic health is a foundation for your well-being. So I think people think of metabolism metabolism and they're like, oh, that's how fast my I burn calories. Or I'm sure you've probably heard that, like, oh, you're thin, you burn two calories. Oh, yeah. And it's like, that's actually like not what necessarily what we're talking about. Um, but basically it you know your metabolism affects your digestion your immune system your hormones like it's really responsible for so much in your body to helping it function and a pro metabolic lifestyle is basically where you're eating so basically it's where you're going back to a traditional and a basic a very simple way of eating that helps support your body as a whole. So it's not a diet because a lot of diets are very restrictive and can cause more like deficiencies and or counting your calories or doing all that. But permenicabolic is just a way of eating that's been around for so long and some people even describe it as like, "Oh, it's like how our ancestors ate." And I feel like people hear that too. I've heard a lot trending recently about like ancestral eating and people are like that's crazy that's weird it's it's really just about going back to the basics so an example of that is like you know going back to eating like grass-fed meats and liver I don't personally eat liver I supplement it because I think that's nasty have you seen people do like raw (laughs) liver like just yep I yep, have not I can't seen do that, it.
0: and I do not care to sing those. So.
2: Uh-uh. No, my, my grandparents
1: used to do that, and it's... Ugh, it's the
2: ancestral I eating, Maddie. Come on. Yeah, I, I can't do it. Can't do it's it. It's disgusting. When I see people talk about, like, other health coaches or like nutritionists or people and they don't tell people like you have to prep it a certain way you have to like do it very very like efficiently for it to be effective but anyway so you have to like going back to like grass-fed meats like red meats which is very controversial to um organic dairy I don't know if you've heard of people eating like raw milk so or going back to like root vegetables like it's actually a very simple way of eating that you know helps your metabolism and when your metabolism is healthy like you have a healthy libido you have optimal like you're digesting your food you have a normal body temperature too like I don't know if people are all ever like I'm too cold or like my hands are always clammy, or like that's oh I'm a... always cold oh that's that's me as I'm well also <laughs> I, have I,
1: I have though. to that's good I have dry hands I have I cold hands, hands. always but it's cold. so bad I'm gonna interrupt you though for one second because you've thrown a word out a lot and i just want to make sure i'm fully understanding what it is when you say low libido that means low sex drive yes, right
2: yes okay i saw you looking okay. I just,
1: <laughs> yeah i just i wanted to like make sure because i feel like that word is also just thrown around on like tiktok and you know podcasts and whatever and people never, never really dive into it and i mean it makes sense because your hormones control your sex drive so mm-hmm. they do makes Everything complete sense so connected
2: it's crazy Literally, yeah. Well, and I'll say too. I like I have clients that come to me and they're like, "I don't have a sex drive. Like, I feel like I'm filling as a woman." I'm like, "No, like, so like, what are you eating? Are you eating? You know, it's so, it's not so much- the first
0: question you ask yourself, especially with you know, this is a generalization, but with like toxic male culture. Let's drop the, the hormones for a second. Just talk about how men are the most toxic thing but I mean they seriously (laughs) in terms of like a partner aspect like you can a lot of times think that like you are the problem or like you can have a man maybe telling you you're the problem or like your body is abnormal and you should be doing a certain way and you think first about everything almost like socially or like before you start looking inward to like actually my body and like if you you're someone that is worried about your sex drive the first question you probably ask yourself isn't probably like Oh, like, let me look at my diet, or like, let me look at what I'm eating. But everything is so connected. So, thanks so much for sharing all this really great information because it's important to know and it's important to like allow yourself a space to listen to yourself and be encouraged to listen to yourself and learn more about it. And to not, like, I was saying with the doctor gaslighting you, not to gaslight yourself either, either, into like you not having issues because a lot of times you do, like, I know Maddie, like you were saying, Maddie's listening to her body and being like, something is. Going on and I'm gonna figure it Thumbs out. Off. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep, exactly. But I also know that sometimes it's hard because I just feel like in general in the US and this is an overgeneralization, but you get a cold, you start feeling bad, you go to urgent care, they tell you, you have an upper respiratory infection, they send you home and they tell you to rest. Or you go and they say, oh, well, you have this, that, and the other, and they try to give you a 100 prescriptions to fix it. That's just been my experience with it. Um, and I feel like especially even seeing a naturopath even, because like I said, I'm personally going down that route. I know it's expensive. It is a lot of money, and it, it for me, was a last resort because I had exhausted all of their options. But for everyone, you know, who's just trying to tap into holistic health, um, especially as we move into the heart of winter, we get into cold and flu season. What are some budget friendly options to support your overall well being?
2: I think that's a really good question too, because I feel like sometimes we overcomplicate our health and we think it's a s if we're not battling chronic illness or something serious isn't going on, like we think we have to have like all these tools and like you said, it was a last resort for me too, and it is expensive and it's it's mm-hmm. and too, I think with social media people are looking ways to diagnose themselves just because of these Uh, (laughs) hot trending topics and it's like yep it's sorry to fix that it's like nothing's necessarily probably I don't want to say wrong with you where I'm like gaslighting you but like you might just need to go back to what you're eating and I will I will actually say one of the best things you can do for your wellness as a woman is to make sure you're getting enough nutrients in the day most women under eat and that can cause a lot of the things we've already talked about so i would definitely say like going back to are you eating whole foods how often are you eating you know um because like i said most women aren't getting and they think 1200 calories a day is enough and it's not so definitely i would say look at your you know nutrition first and go back to the basics like eat what makes you feel good eat what gives you energy um another thing that I love to do when it's winter we said it earlier but take like the detox bath it's a really Mm -hmm. like it I feel like people like underestimate it because it's it's such an easy way to like support your immune system and just overall feel good it relaxes you I think too you know holistic health is about creating balance within your mind your body and your spirit so remembering around this time to like being around family can be overwhelming. Being in a high stress job in the cold can make you depressed. Like, you know, supplementing vitamins D where you can or magnesium or, you know, it's hard to say go out in the sun when it's 20 degrees outside, but really prioritizing yourself and being intentional intentional with your, with your body, I promise you, is like one of the best things that you can do overall. And I know that's such a generic advice, but it's, it's so effective when you're it's just the present best with
0: It's advice, even if it's generic and seemingly simple. I think that's something that can be encouraging to people is that it can be simple. And sometimes when it's not simple, then you, you attack those problems when they come about. But we are, I mean, we just live in such a busy world that I feel like sometimes we forget that things can be m- more matter of fact and more simple. And if someone starts feeling overwhelmed by all of these things and kind of just the slew of information, do you have a recommended starting point? So the first thing, you know, maybe someone just feels like off, like they just they don't feel in tune with their body um, and they're feeling like something's wrong. And I, and I just don't know maybe where to start. Do you have a suggestion of where to start looking first? Because there's so many, I guess, ways you could go about it.
2: I would definitely say it depends on like where the problem is like if it's your gut health if it's your hormone if or if you just don't know um I would say the first thing practically you can do is go get a hormone panel testing done by your doctor and I'm telling you like advocate for yourself if your doctor won't do that have them refer you to an endocrinologist and and hopefully like you have you know it's it's hard to say that because insurance and if people don't have that um another thing you can do that is very overlooked like practically wise with doctors is it it's called an htma testing have you guys heard of that
1: i have not no
2: Oh my goodness! So so it def, it's it's for your hormones, but they take your hair and test it for mineral deficiencies, and that's like the first thing you look at for hormones is mineral, defi- like if what your minerals are, um, or if you're deficient in anything. And so I'd say practically, like go to your doctor first and get that done. But some of the best advice I've ever heard when it comes to full body like healing is, you can't you can't build a house if you're continuing to set it on fire. And so if you're trying to heal your gut, but yet you're eating all these processed foods and soda and you're not exercising or doing all these things, like, your body's not going to heal. So so definitely, like, stepping back and taking a look of, like, what you're eating. Are you moving your body? Who are the people in your life? Do you have toxic friends, like, a toxic relationships? Like, these are the things I talk to with my clients. And your mindset, like, how do you feel about yourself, like, going back to the very basic things and starting from there, essentially.
1: Yeah, I, I love that. And I also love that you're really advocating for understanding why things are happening in your body instead of like we were saying at the beginning of the episode, like really just kind of putting a Band-Aid over it. And I like the analogy of you can't rebuild the house if the house is on fire because it's the same thing. It's like, okay, you want to do X, Y, and Z, but you continue to put these toxins into your body. And at least for me from a personal standpoint, I've noticed that – your gut and your hormones are so interconnected. So what you were saying earlier, like if you're eating all these processed foods or you're drinking soda or whatever, it's going to affect you in other ways that you may not even realize. And that's not to say you can't, you know, everything in moderation, not trying to comfort anyone here. Um, But I would love to hear your take on all things gut health related, like signs that your gut may need healing, um, at what point you should consult someone versus just, you know, maybe changing your diet or taking out less processed foods. And then... And kind of more of a trendy topic as well. Would love to hear um, your view on parasite cleanses, just because I know that that's something that's so popular all over social media right now. Are they effective? Are they not? I know that's like a slew of questions to throw at you, but just anything gut health related, go.
2: I got I got you. Um, I think the first like thing you can do for your gut, like I said, going back to the, you can't build a house when you set it on fire. Um, but people... If you, sorry, I get so scattered brain. If you feel like something is off in your gut, you know, if you're getting bloated, if you have constant like gas, if you have inconsistent like bowel movement, if you have a hard time digesting foods or have a lot of food sensitivities, that's <laughs> can be a sure, shine, sure shine, a sure sign of gut issues. And I would definitely say like, you can go get that tested, but a lot of it comes back to you know um your diet and lifestyle and pretty often than not it's even caused by stress and anxiety as well so like if you have really chronic like stress in your life that's just going undealt and you're also having like a lot of diarrhea or really got ga- like gas or can't eat food like without related, feeling sick more than likely yeah <laughs> oh my goodness so much so and and I would say if it gets to a point where it's like this is like unbearable like nothing is fixing it like please go take to your doctor and make sure it's not celiac or Crohn's or something way more you know serious um as and for most people like healing your gut it can take up to if it's you don't have anything really serious going on it can take you know up to three months to six months to heal it so understand that it's going to be a process and that's okay um uh, two, about parasite cleanses. So if I'm being totally transparent, that's not something that's really in my area of practice. I've been seeing it a lot on social media, actually, and like really looking into it recently. i like, is this effective? Is this just a buzzword? Um, so I don't want to be disappointing there and be like, I don't know a lot about oh, no, you're it. you're fine. But I will say I, you know, just being raised here and living in the country I know so many people like personal experience I know so many people who like gave their kids since their little kid like deworming stuff they'd rub rub on them or do it on them because they live with animals and are running in the grass so I'm like yeah I feel like it could be effective but that's just not something that I have dabbled in a little bit in my practice so
1: yeah no and I I appreciate the transparency I appreciate the honesty and that's something that just last minute I wanted to throw in there because I know I feel like no like one you're saying like it like, is such a really buzzword.
0: that good and besides like actually, no people, one knows like, the answer maybe behind yeah the science of it or doctors I think that's why it's such like a buzzword right now because people are like what is this and like what effects does it have
2: no literally I'm, yeah. I'm like I don't know if this is gonna work but I mean yep. yeah <laughs> Who
1: knows? No, exactly. And I think it's it's also challenging because this entire episode, I mean, like we were even saying at the beginning of the episode, like if any of this applies to you, like please consult your doctor. Please do what is in your wheelhouse of being able to do what is best for you. But I also feel like it's really important to make the note that like, like you were saying, a lot of people self-diagnose based on TikTok or Instagram or things that happen. And I feel like it's kind of this new era of like, the fitspiration, you know, where you look at someone and as crazy as it sounds, you look at someone on TikTok and you're like, oh my gosh, this person lost 30 pounds because she had PCOS. And in the back of your mind, you're kind of like, oh wow, like that'd be nice if I had PCOS because then I just do these things and then I lose 30 pounds. And it's such a toxic mentality and it's such a toxic mindset that's kind of just becoming this new generation of like body problems and kind of the reincarnation of fitspiration or whatever it may be and so I wanted to ask specifically about the parasite cleanse because I feel like that's something where people have been like wow I was chronically bloated or I thought I was and then it turns out it was just this parasite that I got from my spring break in Mexico you know and so one person
0: but which which could be the case for that
1: one person exactly so so just general reminder to all of our listeners just because you have one thing, I mean, even like Sadie was saying earlier in the episode, everything is so interconnected. You know, someone with PCOS could be exhibiting the same symptoms as someone who has adrenal fatigue and the two could be completely separate, but the symptoms are going to be similar. Um, so I appreciate, I appreciate the honesty there. I really, I really do.
2: Of course. That's what, that's one of my core values is authenticity and transparency.
0: (laughs) absolutely love that and thank you so much for all the education you provided thank you for being honest about what you know and maybe like what you don't know and what it's up to other people individually to know because I think that's something just like Maddie was saying I mean you just see so often like you know here are the five steps to xyz and those five steps are truly going to look different for everyone Um, but also just encouraging people to be honest with yourself be honest with your body you can get so wrapped up with responsibilities just like professionally or with relationships that you kind of forget about the responsibility to yourself i feel like and at the end of the day you're living in your body you're living in your little box that you were chose to be in in this world and you only have one of them and like so i feel like looking at that just manifests itself so positively in every area of life because you know like even if you have something as simple as a cold like you are not you are knocked out and like everything around you starts to fall apart and then usually you know there's so many more things than quote a cold that it could be that we don't even think about so this has been so great to hear um and we really appreciate you coming on the show can you let us know just where to find you online um we know you've had some tiktok success recently so let us know about your tiktok um with all that great information and then if someone was interested in booking you know some holistic coaching with you let us know about that too
2: well like she said you can find me on tiktok that was the craziest thing that's happened all year is going viral. like who would have thought that would have happened you have so many Um, great things to share (laughs) Well, thank you. It's it's so sweet. It's just very overwhelming. I'm like people are wild on TikTok. But anyway, my my mm-hmm. TikTok is Sadie Tay. It's I'm sure they'll put it in the notes, and then yes, everything <laughs> will be in the show notes below. And then you can find me on Instagram. My they're totally two different names, but I'm the holistic hippie on there. Um, again, it'll be on their show notes. I also have a website that you can you can book with me on or apply to work with me. I prefer people message messaging me on Instagram just because it's more personable. I feel like Instagram is kind of dead, honestly, but <laughs> I think that I just love connecting with people that way. But if people are wanting to, you know, really find, figure out how to balance their hormones and gain the tools and knowledge to you support their body as a whole and heal their body as a whole, like definitely reach out. I would love to answer any questions or support you in any way I can.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And all of that, like Sadie was saying, will be listed in the show notes down below. Um, so feel free to check her out. Um, and Sadie, thank you so much for being on the show today. I know from a personal standpoint, it was really insightful to learn all of this information. And again, um, cannot emphasize it enough how much we appreciate having you on the show. I feel like women's health in general is not talked about enough. enough. And um, this episode really is just recorded in an effort of bringing zero cost to educating females about their bodies. So um, we appreciate you being a part of that. And for all of our listeners out there, if you like today's episode, um, be sure to rate and review us wherever you're listening. Um, Follow us on Instagram at podcast. that's hygg
0: girls podcast Podcast.
1: (laughs) and um stay tuned because the next episode will be a new year's episode whether or not we like resolutions we don't um you know it's all coming just around the corner um we hope everyone had a fantastic holiday season if you celebrate and sadie again thank you so much for being on the show we We will uh, be back soon with a new episode for you all. And until then, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay hookah.